Welcome to the Higher Estate. My name is Dr. Ira Price. Oh, you know who is in the other room? Jalissa, you want to come join us? She's pregnant. It's her last week here. She's our amazing uh, admin, and she's rocking it. Come, say hi. Come show your prego. Prego. Come. No, not. come on. Come say hi. Look, we're live on Instagram. And I guess on all the other stuff. No, you're no. Okay. Anyway, uh, welcome to uh, the higher state where we uh, talk about all things cannabis, health, and wellness, and we bridge the gap between the medicine and the recreational world. Here I have for probably one of his last shows, Tyler, because I'm kicking him out. Yeah. Yes. I'm so lazy. I'm getting kicked off the show. Kicked off. He's like the. What do you think? What, how do you think the co-hosting ability of? Okay. Everybody. Give me one day a week where I only have to work on this. Yeah, but we don't. Do. I, give me one day a week where all I have to exactly. do is work on this. I don't have that. I don't either. So we just do our do. But listen, co-host, you got to figure. You got to get the news. I have the news, the news right in front of me. Okay, but you I mean everyone look at the news? There's like, you know. Okay. Anyway, we'll get to the news. But it's. I'm. I'm just. Uh, Tyler is not. Uh, the big news is every producer in Canada is stocking up on edibles yeah i guess that's probably what's gonna happen canopy is expecting to do eight hundred thousand chocolates a month eight yeah you're probably a right a month eight hundred thousand a month what do you think the biggest part of the market is vape pens it will be well vape pens will be the biggest trust me i actually think everybody's going to... I think oils are going to go the way of the dodo bird. The oils think, are going to be gone because think, the government's going to push in just oral sprays. Yeah, how did you know that? Because I know everything, man. It's my job. I know everything. Who told you that? It doesn't matter. I've known that for probably four months, and I heard yeah. it originally from an LP. Yeah, so I think that's what's going to happen. Is it, oils, it seems to be, yes. The oils may go away, and they're going to start going the way of the... That was announced when they changed the law in April on the registration forms and all that. When they changed that law, they announced that they might. What registration going. form changed? So now, like Spectrum no longer accepts ours, all of them because it has. Accepts what? Our registration form. They don't. Because no, they haven't been for months. What do you mean? They don't because there's now a flaw in the writing. They had they had to change their whole uh, terms and conditions. So why haven't we? They won't take anyone else's now. They flat out said that to me. They have to be filled out by the patient. The only person that will is Tilray. Tilray is the only one that will still accept it. What? I'm not. They had to change it all in April. It all changed. So why don't we the get more? The other thing more... that changed in April too was what you just talked about the other day. How why don't we you get no longer have to go to a doctor to change your prescription to another LP? You can just ask the LP. That was another law that came out. In yeah. April. So that came out when legalization came out. That wasn't okay. just April. That came out April, in legalization. A lot of stuff changed. So, but but hold on a second. I want to just go back to this. The registration forms. In the it took us six months to get them all to agree to one. Yeah. So why don't we just? Yeah, but so then we just have to show them another generic <laughs> one. We have to make one. You don't think I? I obviously tried that i asked canopy will you ever accept ours again no no i not, asked but that's the way ever accept if we change anything on it will you ever accept another one no the only one who will is tilray because we send them so many people no but we have to change we, there has to be a generic registration form. they don't want it they don't care i've asked them they don't want to take ours it causes complications they even at one point i had to go to the spectrum rep because their call center was complaining to our patients that we do things wrong. 
and it was telling patients that we do things wrong because they were sending our registration form and not accepting it, sending their registration form to patients. Patients were getting mad. There's a whole fucking thing. Really? Oh, hold on. Do we have a swear jar? Yeah. Tyler finally got thing. mad. Woo! Finally. I get mad all the time. But you don't swear. I don't swear much. But yeah, no, it was it caused a huge issue. You were aware of it because I was talking to you about it four months ago, three months ago. Yeah, no, it's Probably it came to that. Change, but whatever, you get to put your first one in. Yay. Yeah, no, that's changed from Don't the Did you touch the till? Don't touch the till, because I just gave final count for that today. I touched the till. I just gave the final numbers on it. Put it no. back. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll put it back after. Yeah. Everything's tallied and into Headquarters. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. And the numbers we are messed it up a little well. bit. What is the? Uh, <laughs> hold on. Well, we got to count how much money we can waste. One. I have it I written down how much two, exactly. I know exactly how much three change we have. I just took three dollars. There was. Doesn't matter. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, Screw whatever. it. I've put in enough money over the years. <laughs> We're good. Um, all right, so back to the news. I didn't even finish my intro yet, and Tyler already started going off. Hey, you told me to tell the news. I, I didn't say tell the news. I said you fucked up the news. Ah. <laughs> and and having actually and didn't actually prepare anything for the news. Mm. But anyways, I was in the middle of saying, you know, bridging the gap, the whole usual intro that we, we missed out on. Mm-hmm. He says we'll donate $50 if we don't swear in the next 50 Oh, shoot. That's easy. Um, I'll try my best. I don't know if that'll be. That's maybe easy. I, Can you transfer money via Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Can you if, yeah, Facebook's if, coming out with their own currency, which no I, I don't way. even have Facebook, so I would never trust that anyway. Do okay. not trust those people. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Okay, can we, let's go back to this news thing. So, for, but first, let's go back to the registration thing that changed. What actually changed in the red? So, normally, for you those who want, hold on, for those who need to know mm -hmm. what a registration is, when you go see a physician, um, what ends up happening is you, if you get a prescription for cannabis, you have to fill, we fill out the medical prescription otherwise known mm -hmm. as a medical document and then there's a registration that you have to fill out for the licensed producer and that's put on the and that the patient has to fill out mm -hmm. normally we have a generic one online that they've all agreed to that we could use and not Tyler all of them agree only five agreed to it and now yeah, only one i mean i don't send people to 10,000 different lps right. we use like right. five basic six basic lps mm -hmm. because a law changed somewhere in the terms and conditions and what does they, that have to do with oils though Wait, I thought we were talking about the terms and conditions in the registration form. We were, but we were talking about oils going the way the dodo bird, and you brought this stuff. Well, it came out at the uh, same time. When I heard that oils are going to change to all oral, I was told the same time I was told all this stuff. Oh, oh, you were just making a loose association. We call that, that loose means. associations. You were making an inf like you were. We were talking about one thing, and you had some neural connection to some random other shish. So what man, I this said, is fifteen minutes is tough. <laughs> I keep going shish. This random other stuff. So what I said before was when I learned about all of the changes to the registration form, I also learned about the oral sprays because you said, "How do you know that already?" And I said, "I've known for like a couple months." <laughs> So okay, I'll I, tell you the logic. Oh, oh you want to tell the logic? Um, tell the logic. From the main point is they don't want people downing the whole bottle. Yeah, it's, it's accessible, but if you get 
you know this. If you get morphine, you can get it in liquid form in a clear bottle. You could drink right away and die. And Tylenol, baby Tylenol comes yeah. in, in in liquid. What's what do you think Tempra is? Yeah, like yeah. You, there's a lot worse liquids. It's you so could, stupid. You could drink an entire bottle of CBD oil and nothing would happen to you. Of course not. You would maybe feel great and get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean... And actually, you know what? If you drink a whole bottle of oil, you'll have really bad diarrhea because it's a whole right. bottle of coconut oil. Your stomach yeah. will be pretty upset. It's, yeah, it's going to be a little annoying. It's like yeah. drinking motor... Not motor Just oil. Just like drinking motor, coconut oil. Whatever it is. Anyway, what's the stuff that people take as a laxative, not motor oil? <laughs> take as a laxative? Yeah, uh, you know. No, like the oil. Anyway, forget it. No, no, like That's just medium like change triglycerides. Anyway, whatever. Oil for, okay, I don't know. So it doesn't matter. It's just a, a dumb doctor moment. Um, <laughs> it's true. That being said, what else do we have in the news that we're talking about before we get? I haven't even told anybody how the new format is working. Well, because we just busted right <laughs> into this. Um, they're re-announcing that Wiz Khalifa is signed with Supreme Cannabis uh, in Canada. Way to go. He was launching his Khalifa Kush with them, go but I don't know Fowler. what they, they changed nice the guy. name of the strain to whatever they called it. It's not Khalifa Kush because they can't advertise it as that. And they're going to be dropping a line of oils, hey. basically, is what they're saying. Because it's celebrity endorsed. You're not allowed to have celebrities. You can't do it. Hold on. I just read this other thing. Killer mm -hmm. Mike. That's the show I've been the talking rapper. about. Yes. Killer Mike says rappers deserve more credit for marijuana legalization. Well, I mean, just using marijuana, bad word. But that being said, I love Killer Mike. That Killer guy's Mike's a great, great TV show. That show is amazing. That's a great show. You see the one where he goes to the Trump rallies in South Carolina? No, I haven't gotten there yet. Okay, it's Which good. One? And really? there's another show, who, another rapper named Bun B. Yeah. Does a very similar what show. What happens when he goes to the Trump rally? Just watch it. All right, I'll watch it tonight. All right, what else is happening in the news? Um... Lots of stuff. Anything else? Anything else going on? Canadian Anything else lots in of the cannabis? news big time? Well, it's not really in the news now, but a lot of the licensed producers are finally getting to put their crops into the ground outside. Oh, right. Which that's means a, big a thing. really big thing. I don't know why no news articles are written on it, but that's huge because it's massive. growing outside will increase the amount of cannabis they can use for extracts yeah. and all things like that astronomically. It'll decrease but, our reliance on and the big, you know, big business trying to import cannabis mm -hmm. from other countries right because and it helps but they're not going to have to if we grow outside it's dirt cheap right to grow. and it also helps to lower our carbon footprint growing inside yeah. is extremely bad for the environment growing outside helps the environment yeah well, it, what it is, it's, it's all the HVAC you're running and all the water you're having to use inside, all that stuff, right? Well, it's, some greenhouses are designed that they have these massive things at the end of them that they can completely clean the room out of air in like friggin' 30 seconds. It will suck it all out and re-push it in the other side. No, there's some greenhouses are crazy. You see new things every day, but they're not, they're not environmentally friendly at, by any means. Um, lastly, I guess, I think Canmart did a good job of purchasing Buds to Go. They've they purchased it. that a few years ago. Why is it coming I out now? I don't know. <laughs> that was bought at least last year I heard about that. Really? They, they bought it uh, around the same time they were getting their license. I think license. they bought it in 2018, just around legalization. Just before then, yeah. But when my buddy was working I there, they bought maybe it. now what they're doing is putting together a whole bunch of aggregate growers, gray market mm. folk. I know 
when they did buy it, it changed a lot because the I knew people who worked there who quit because anyway, of that purchase. Yeah. Uh, basically, what happened was all their patients we'll that. at that time mm-hmm. um, were told that they could then buy cannabis through that illegal market, but couldn't. And it caused huge issues for them for a little while. All right, while. well, that's interesting. Really good news. Uh, Pride Week. Happy Pride, everybody. Um, we were out there. I didn't. Uh, I really want to apologize to uh, uh, Amy because I told her I would show up, and in true Ira fashion, I didn't show up. But it wasn't my fault. I actually was already in Missis. Like I drove all the way past Mississauga, and I got a phone call. We were marching. I thought marching at 2 p.m. So I was going to be there at like 2:30 when they said be there. And then I get a call, and she says, "Oh, we're not going to be there till March till like 4:30." I had to go home. I wanted to play with CC and do all that fun stuff. So um, I didn't end up marching, but it looked like it was really great and uh, looked like uh, another uh, really good show for Tracy, who um, you know who passed away. And uh, what else happened this past week? Uh, Idea oh. City. I spend a bunch of time at Idea City. Uh, Moses Neimer does the, uh, he does uh, like, it's sort of like a think tank TED Talks week. Uh, and it was great. Yeah, met some really cool people, had uh, some really good conversations. And uh, what's that? Can- yeah, they did a whole, for the first time, I think he did a whole cannabis thing. He also Very mentioned cool. that uh, they have partnered with, or whose Canopy partnered with CARP. Mm-hmm. Uh, CARP is a, uh, the lar- like the largest, um, uh, what's a retiree group in Canada? But CARP just changed their age. You can join to 30. 30. And you don't have to be uh, retired. And, and then you get percentages 20% off, of off of cannabis. Yeah, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well, Bywell, we've, Bywell Care, we've launched. Mm-hmm. We're doing our thing. Um, and uh, WeedMD's on there doing, doing well working on changing their pricing, which is excellent, and uh, all things good. Mm -hmm. So uh, we shall continue where we are. Okay, everyone. Oh, what do you have? Did you guys hear about this National Cannabis Working Group? What is the National Cannabis Working Group? Lucas. It's something that the chamber set up. It's just like, and it's comprised of cannabis compliance, park builders, Deloitte, uh, Canopy, and Idea City. Sounds like a bunch of bureaucratic bullshit sounds to like me. a way to move money around yeah it sounds like they're just making stuff i haven't heard of it but that sounds cool oh did i swear i didn't last 15 minutes did i shoot yeah i said bullshit ah i don't know if that counts ask the guy if that counts oh oh john answered off oh you ah you bastard oh that's awesome <laughs> All right. All right. Hi, everybody. Okay, so let's move on now. That's the news. What else is happening in, in Tilray's world, by the way? Hey, John Tilray, thanks for uh, for tuning in. Um, and uh, miss you guys. <laughs> so here's the new change to what we're going to do. We are now, so the news is over. Are we happy with the news being done? Do you want me to say something about Tilray? Yeah, what happened with Tilray? They this changed you, their compassionate John. rates. Uh, now... If you have an annual income of under 32500 you can receive 25% off from uh, Tilray. Also, if you are on ODSP, anything like that also qualifies you. And now they are doing, if you are a new patient and you're purchasing the 1 to 25 oil, your first two bottles are only $76 instead of 92 
which oh, that's is pretty great. nice. And they're still doing their new patient credit of if you purchase more than $175 for the first like three purchases or something, they'll give you 25 bucks off of that purchase. So they're coming out with some really cool things to save you some money, which is nice. And they're coming out with a milded product that will be a lot cheaper for their flower versions. Do you think the milded product... I'm not a fan. Okay. That's all I want. It's, it's like cheaper. ground. It's already ground up. It's really what's left on the floor. It's, but if yeah. you ask the LPs, they'll say, no. No, we no, just milled it. We used all the good stuff. And then all the dry combs collected on the sides of the bins. We just scraped <laughs> off and put right back into the shake. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, can you see my open door kitchen there or no? no. All right. That's cool. All right. Okay. So... Well, there you go, John. That was for you, too. So here is the new format. We are going to start reviewing every week. We are going to review one article from the cannabis literature, and then we're going to talk about it. Yes, sir. Normally, I'll bring an expert on to talk about that article. But they uh, only got me today. But to, yeah. <laughs> I am only the cannabis educator at your clinic. Uh, so t <laughs> today I brought PhD student. No, PhD graduate, doctor in all awesome, Tyler <laughs> May. I mm. do not have a PhD. PhD in Papa has dough. I have a, no, my dad does not have <laughs> no, money. I just made that up. I have a degree in marketing, if anyone wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's if what I went to university for, job, for. If you want to hire No, me. I don't want a marketing job uh, at all. I've been there, I do. done that. I think I'd be good in marketing. It's fun if you want to work. 60 hours a week no yeah so no what do you mean why do you work 60 hours a week when i was doing marketing the road shows across canada for costco yeah i was working 60 to 70 hours a week really i was spending 14 hours a day in costco alone really Wow. Well, you see, I mean, doing all this is like a 24-hour job too. I mm -hmm. I work all day. Isn't there a song? Yep. All day, all, all night. night. Oh, yeah, there is. You know that song? I do. I was gonna swear, but because I go, what the fuck? Oh no, I did swear. <laughs> you know what I mean. All right. So here's what we're reviewing today. Actually, the reason why I'm starting with this is because I think it was um, uh, for the first time one of the nails in the coffin, one of the uh, yeah. landmark studies that was done showing the uh showing the benefit of cannabis in certain conditions uh it's uh, called cannabis for medical use a systematic review and meta-analysis everybody have a look have a look looky here it was done by a couple people not here um uh witting penny witting and robert wolf uh and uh it was done a european study um and it was published in the in JAMA mm -hmm. uh, in 2015, June 2015, Journal of America, uh, uh, Journal of American Medical Association, <laughs> JAMA. It's a really high-powered journal. JAMA. And uh, they publish a lot of really good stuff, a lot of evidence-based stuff, a lot of you mm -hmm. know clinical examination-y stuff, all based with evidence-based stuff. So. Um, we are going to review this article today, and uh, then we're going to have a talk about it. We'll probably chat about it at the same time, go through all stuff. So there are different ways. This is a little bit boring. It's almost like a journal club. This is what we do in journal club, by the way. Yay. 
<laughs> okay, but this is important. I, I don't find this stuff that boring, honestly. It's well, not the worst. It you could liven it up with a little bit less jargon, but <laughs> it's <laughs> not bad. What do you bad. think about that? What do you think about that? Was, it is. It it's, sucks. it's it's dry. How do you have two guys worth reviewing an article? So instead of going, are the results valid? So what do you think about the look and feel of this article? I think it looks like a medical document, medical <laughs> journal. <laughs> I love it. Um, are... One thing that I do like uh... is that all of the graphs and studies, they have legends. Helps okay. a lot when you're reading them. <laughs> uh, what else is going on here? Uh, oh, when they go through, uh, a lot of the uh, abbreviations are actually written all the way out. I like that too. Yeah, they. Yeah, you've got it. They write them out because they they otherwise mean nothing. Really. Yeah. Well, the only one they don't really abbreviate or write all the way out is HIV. Okay, because most people know what that is. I most guess. people, I think, know what that is. Yeah. yeah. What does it mean? I have no Human freaking idea. immunodeficiency virus? No? I have no idea. Did you idea. not know that? I had no idea. Really? No, no idea. No. I didn't oh, say you, have, you either have HIV or you have full-blown AIDS, right? Yeah. That's how I look at it. Oh, well, there you go. Now you learn something new. All right, that's what mm -hmm. HIV stands for. Um, Actually, the first person I knew who got medical cannabis was they had AIDS. There you go. Yeah. Um, so... Okay, so that's our that's our first look. Okay, um, overall touch feel. <laughs> that's where we're gonna start this. <laughs> overall you know, touch and feel. You know, it, did, it, did it look nice? To it you? looked nice. It was dry when I was reading. Dry sucked. Um, but a lot of the information <laughs> in it, I I, I like because yeah, okay, a lot of it supports cannabis. The one thing I it's all cannabinoids are the same. I don't know about that. <laughs> so the que so here so let's go through a pro the the proper way of evaluating a meta now uh, systematic review and meta analysis. The first question is what is a systematic review and a meta analysis? Mm -hmm. What are those things? Why you know in medicine what are those things and how is it that it applies to the cannabis world? So a systematic review is basically looking reviewing a whole bunch of articles that already exist just using specific methodology to do it. Okay. That way while you're doing it you can decrease bias. Yeah. So you have a s certain set of parameters that you go through in order to uh, in order to evaluate the literature that exists. Mm. And then what is a meta-analysis? Well, that's basically just when you take a systematic review and you add statistics to it. You try using quantifiable numbers to uh, quantify the results. So basically, you take a whole mm -hmm. bunch of studies um, sometimes when, when studies, when you have a bunch of randomized control trials, RCTs we call them, mm -hmm. uh, and specifically in cannabis, you, a lot of the numbers are really small. Yeah. Uh, let's say you have 15 people, 20 people, the sample mm -hmm. size is really small. And so <clears throat> when you have a small sample size, you can't really maximize the effect. You don't know yeah. how powerful that effect is. Yeah. Right, right, how powerful the effect is. So what you want to do is get as many... Uh, many patients together, uh, and it, or is the larger the sample size, the better off you are in most circumstances mm -hmm. to power the study. Well, so what you do is you put a whole bunch of those together. You take those studies, mm -hmm. a bunch, take a bunch of smaller randomized control trials or any study, but in this case, randomized control trials is what they did, 
and then you put them together and you analyze them all together as one data set. Ah, so that comes to, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. That, that when we talk about heterogeneity versus, uh, so are the studies using the same question? Uh, do they use the same methodology? Yeah, so our heterogeneity is the differences where homogeneity is the same, right? Same. Hetero, homo, same, you know, same yep. different, same different, right? Same idea. So that's what we call it in, in science. So in this case, what they did was take a whole bunch of small studies, put them all together or whatever they could find, put them together and quantify the results of it. So we then call it a systematic review with a meta-analysis. So together, it's actually one of the strongest types of evidence that we have because it takes all of the other randomized controlled trials and puts them all together to give you one result. Beauty. So, um, okay. So now let's go through how to evaluate it. All those questions are asked. I don't know if they can hear right you. Now. What's that? Can, yeah, they can hear you. Okay. So the first question you have to ask when you do, there's three major categories when reviewing a systematic review. The first thing is, are the results valid? What, and then the second one is, what are the results? And then how does it apply to my patient population? Mm -hmm. So the first thing is, are the results valid? So under there, we have a whole bunch of questions to ask. The first question is, and I, by the way, I'm looking at a, at a chart that just gives us a, an easy way. Every type of study or paper that's out there can be evaluated in a different way. Meta-analysis, yep. systematic reviews or reviews in general can be evaluated this way. So the first thing is... Uh, did the study explicitly address a sensible question? By the way, a lot of the stuff is common sense. Like, uh, you know, did the did when they went to write decide what meta-analysis or what systematic review they were going to do? Did they explicitly address a suitable question for it? Yep. So for them, so what do you think there, Tyler? Yeah, for the majority of the part, they are asking legitimate questions. Yeah, but was there one overall question? from reading this study that they said, what are we trying to study? Well, from my guessing, they were studying a f there's like nine different ailments. Yeah, so, you know, so you're right. Mm -hmm. So this is like... Right. So they did ask... They were at, do you want me to tell you exactly what they were asking for? Yeah, you could, Tyler. Do you want me to? Go for it. This is like we're in <laughs> science class here. I like it. <laughs> And please come to the front of the class and read this line. Uh, no, so... Right, you won't find it. I don't have the same page You have the same page, but you won't find the yeah, answer. No, I know the answer. They you wrote it down. You don't know the down. answer. It's right. You highlighted it, dude. Oh, I know, but it, it's, it's only uh, why they did it. They didn't actually ask the question. Uh, randomized clinic trials of cannabinoids for the following indications. Nausea and vomiting due to chemotherapy, appetite stimulation and HIV, chronic pain... Spacity due to multiple sclerosis, depression, anxiety, sleep disorders, psychosis, glaucoma, and Tourette syndrome were the ailments they're studying. Okay, so the question still remains. Did, what is the question? Right. So they didn't ask they a never specific did. question. No. They said, you know, the objective was to conduct a systematic review of the benefits and adverse events of cannabis. Mm -hmm. But was their question, is cannabis effective in the treatment of X? Yeah. Or why? So they never really specifically asked the question. No. That being said, they have an objective. So instead of their stating the question, they said what their objective was. They could have said the study question is X, but instead they said the objective. That mm -hmm. being said, it's a very broad, if you want to look at something, like that's a massively broad topic. 
um, when there's yeah let's look at all of the diseases so it poses a little bit of a problem because yeah. we have to you know now they have to go and, and look at all the diseases what diseases do they decide to enter and not enter into the study you read which ones they were so I think that they asked a study question but they're their uh, reference point was too large, which brings us to a study that was that's currently being conducted that I actually happen to know about, which was looking at just can just not um, cannabis for non-cancer pain. So that would be a good question: yeah. Is cannabis effective for non-cancer pain? We have a bunch of small studies. Do a systematic review on that, right? Right. So mm -hmm. you would put parameters in there as as you go. So was it benefit? You know, so. Uh, are the, you know, under the, our results, explicitly address a suitable question. Their question is suitable. Is cannabis beneficial? Mm -hmm. But is it too broad? I think it is a little bit too broad. They could have narrowed it, but I don't think they had enough studies at the time that they were doing this. The questions that I'm saying well, explicitly address suitable question. Yes. So there's a standard bunch of questions you ask when you're reviewing an article that's a systematic review and meta-analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, Evidence-based, so it, when they say something's this is part of the peer. This is part of the peer. Well, yes and no. So um, when designing the trial, part of the peer review process is uh, reading the manuscript and going through these questions. So yes, and then giving them feedback, and then they go back and review. Versus just uh, so you're basically holding accountable the people that wrote the study. Of course, that's not in the study. You can't change the results, but they may ask questions. They'll say, well, what the hell does this mean? Or why did you put this, put this and take that out? It's a long process of peer review. Yeah, there's edits. No, there's lots. Of, it's not just here, read this. Okay, it's good enough. It's... Yeah, peer reviewed means that it's it's gone through other mm -hmm. people who are experts in the field and also in research and writing papers. Right. And they will. Yeah, it's pretty. So the questions that we ask when reviewing are pretty standardized. Um, we have like uh, ways of evaluating these things. Okay. So the first question, are the results valid? And at the end, we get to come to our own conclusion. Mm -hmm. Some people may come to a different conclusion. Like, well, you put 10 reviewers in a room, 10 people will come up with 10 different answers. Yeah. So uh, was the uh, explicitly address a suitable question? I think the question is hmm. suitable. I think it was just, uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't explicitly asked, and it was a pretty large range. So, uh, but Very for large. the first one, maybe the first or the second one of its type, I think it was uh, definitely suitable uh, to at least get the ball rolling. So then the next question is, was the search for studies detailed and exhaustive? So if you're going to review studies, mm -hmm. you have to ask the question, well, which studies am I going to include? You can't just say, oh, I don't like this study, so I'm not going to include it, or I, or, I, or I like that study, so I'm going to include it. You would think it would, but there are certain protocols that you can follow. No, so there are, well, I should put, get yourself on mic, dude. Um, there are certain questions that you, or certain things that, uh, that, that there are certain guidelines that you follow when you're, uh, when you're doing a systematic review. Uh, and so the question is, did they explicitly state where they got their studies from? Tyler. They did. They did, yeah. They did a lot. 
Yeah, a lot. They searched 28 databases and included both published and unpublished studies, which is pretty massive. So they exhausted the literature. I think they did a good job of exhausting the literature. Yeah, I'm going through right now a lot of their outcomes. And like the outcomes they were searching for, some of them are very unique, but very, like, they're right. Stick to the question. I'm looking at outcomes. Don't look at outcomes yet. We're not there yet. When I say what are the outcomes... Then All we'll right. look at the outcomes. What's the question then? So the question is, was the search, so how they set up, how they designed mm-hmm. their systematic review, did they go through enough of the literature, did they include enough of the literature to make it effective? Yes, they included a ton. They included a ton, thousands. Yeah. Right? So they, they actually, you're actually, you're right. If you go to the third, the sec, third page and you look at figure one, Mm-hmm. They initially had 23,754 yeah. titles included. But then they have to decide which ones are good enough to be included. Right? Mm-hmm. So the next question is, were the primary studies of high method- methodological quality? Right? So we're reviewing a study right now, guys, that's talking about cannabis in the... Uh, um, uh, the benefits of using and risks of using cannabis. And if there are studies that, you know, study like this, that's so important, we have to be able to understand uh, the literature that's out there. So this study, for example, they went mm-hmm. and looked at over 23,000 studies. But in the cannabis literature, there isn't that much that's, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's of high methodological quality. So out of all of those, they had to review the abstracts for every single one of those studies. And at the end of the day, they included 79 trials that met standard. How crazy is that? And yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, 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 so that's just a byproduct of it being the, the class that it was under in the States and they couldn't study it. It's new. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's new. Cannabis, even though we've been studying mm-hmm. cannabis so long, rig- rigorous methodology to set up studies is like, uh, like it's a nightmare. It's a lot. And in those 79 studies, it consisted of 6,462 participants. There you go. So that's a pretty good number. That's a huge number. So that's yeah. how you do it. It went from... Uh, it went from who the hell knows how many, a ton, to uh, down to not so many. But that's how you also get from a, one small study to multiple multiple studies and putting all that shit together. So this is the boring stuff, by the way, but this is what we do when we review it. So mm-hmm. And who is yeah. doing the studies to begin with? Is that- People. These are just universities. Okay. These can be... These can not be not like LPs or businesses. No, no. This, mm-hmm. So, okay, good question. No. So the question is, so if you go to the other... Like, there are a bunch of questions to ask even before you start. Okay. So if the results are valid, who sponsored the study is always a question. Okay. It's an important um, one. <laughs> well, yeah, where's the money coming from? So if we yeah. go to the last... Who's influencing page, this? Right. No, that's a, actually probably it's one a, of the most important questions. very important question. Uh, disclaimer, the views expressed in uh, author's affiliation... It's a good question. No, I don't know. That's why I, was asking Do you, I have it right here. So, here it tells you right here: National Institute of Health Research yeah. Collaboration for Leadership in Applied Health Research and Care at University Hospital Bristol Foundation Trust, United Kingdom. They got like they got a little bit of funding yeah. mm-hmm. for this, but it's it doesn't seem like there's any licensed producer. No, there's no LP on here. I, no did, I read the majority of it. I did not see mention of Wouldn't any have, like, licensed producers. Have, like, but interesting, funding and support. Kind of. Well, the funding here, to tell and you, the funded by the Swiss Federal Office of Public Health under grant agreement. 
That even tells you what agreement it is. You have to do that. Conflict of interest authors all, you know, they all tell you their conflicts of interest. Or I'll tell you, most research, like, is has a a lot of it has a bias. Even if you work in a university, there's always a reason. We're just trying to minimize the amount of bias. It doesn't even have to be said. It's just kind of like, oh, if certain industry is funding it, then you're not going to do studies that you know are probably going to lead to an unfavorable result to that company. It's like BP studying, like, climate change. Or, yeah, or the pharmaceutical companies not wanting to study, you know, right. alternatives. In totally. Yeah. So were the primary studies of high methodological quality? I'll tell you, they mostly weren't. Right, so they remember mm -hmm. they they go through these seventy nine studies. They were the best of the best that were available, yep. but a lot of them had bias already in them, built into them, as you it as says he mentioned. How many, actually, yeah, like a lot of them. Out of that, like seventy five percent of them can be considered biased. But each for each disease they go through, they what tell you only seventy percent. Okay, not 75, okay. 70 seventy percent were judged at a high risk of bias. Twenty five percent at an unclear risk. And the Is rest shit was boring pretty good. Well, I mean, not to me, but I, I don't know. Because I, I've, I've always been curious. Yo, people, like, if you're listening, are you really bored? <laughs> well, if they're bored, they would have changed it. So if they're listening, right. they're probably not bored. Because I'm, I'm, I'm like putting myself to sleep. I'm, I'm fine. Keep it, asking me questions. Make me look stupid. Me. It's good. People just, like that. It's, put money it's in kind there. of cool to see how it's, it actually works behind the scenes, though, because these are things. That this is behind the scenes, and this is how you get to where we are today in the medical world for cannabis. This is how you get there for anything. Yeah, and I mean, people need to be educated on it to a certain. I just love the grass. We'll talk about it at the. Well, you know, and we can at least you know have chats about it at the end. You know why I'm doing this? Skyler told me that there was like this awesome podcast because that that I that mine was shit. I didn't say it was shit. I said I'm trying to get you on another podcast. And uh, they review the literature all the time. Okay. They have the doctors who wrote the journals on. Though. Okay, well screw you. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't have to friggin' read it. They talk about it. Yeah, I mean we could talk about it, but first yeah. I want to review it yeah. so we know what. Yeah, I is. need to learn how to properly review these things. So this is how you do it. Yeah. So then the question is after that. Uh, were this if uh, were the assessment of the studies? So the studies that they included, um, can you reproduce them? You have to have be able to reproduce them. Mm -hmm. So uh, in this case, it's a systematic review. So they had more than one person read each article. Okay. And if they came up with the same conclusions, that's how they know that they were reproducible. So they were reproducible because mm -hmm. they would go through the abstracts and they would they would go through agreement or disagreement. And uh, there you go. Okay, so what are the results? That's all the boring shit. Let's get to the fun stuff. Yay. So, what uh, first question is, um, were the studies that were included, were they similar? Did they use similar methodology? You asked this question before. So, if in a meta-analysis or in a systematic review, you're trying to put them all together, they technically should all be using uh, very similar uh, methods to get there. One of our biggest problems in cannabis right now is it doesn't, it's not really prone to using a traditional RCT. Like right, you can't, so many different well, if, how, how the hell, if I gave somebody cannabis that had THC in it yeah. versus a placebo, you're going to feel the fucking difference. So the yeah. blinding, you're going to be unblinded almost right away. Right. And you're going to be unblinded almost right away. So doing, doing like a traditional placebo RCT doesn't necessarily no. work, but if, no, but if they're if they're already on their medications, you know what I mean. Why not just 
you should, we should be looking at real life outcomes, and that's really what Health Canada is interested in now. Problem is doing research is difficult right now uh, because since legalization, Health Canada has added this new, you have to have a research license to work with cannabis. It's really kind of stupid. Only since legalization, we've been doing this stuff for so long, research was actually kind of easy, but now they made it harder. I don't know. And everything's sort of on hold. I don't know. We're working looking into it. Hopefully Health Canada will, will, will ease up on it because at the end of the day, we need these studies to come out. Oh, yeah. Yep. So um, the question, was there a lot of, so remember we used the word heterogeneity? It's such yeah. a <laughs> big ass word. Word of the day. Word of the day. Look it up. Google heterogeneity. Can you read us the word? Heterogeneity? Yeah, Google it. I can't spell that word. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a guess. I got it. I got it. Uh, you want to play that game, Tyler? Spell a word. Oh. Tyler. G-E-N-E-I-T-Y. I got a haircut today, by the way. Oh, did you? Did, can you tell? Yeah. No, I yeah, told you. Is it all right? Yeah, they, I told they, you yeah. it looked good. I did the sides. I haven't gotten a haircut in what, weeks. You got, you got this thing done, too. I know. That's yeah. Cool. No, that's cool. It was all I mean, right? The fade is good. I, that's the one thing. Like, I cut my own hair, but I Sorry. You have what? You, yeah, your fade. I'm almost to the point where I can tie my own hair with my hair. You got a man bun in your head. I'm to the point where I can tie my man bun with my hair, so I don't need an elastic now. I can spiral my hair and then wrap it into a bun with my own hair instead of using an elastic. Does your hair get knotted when you do that? No, not at all. (laughs) How do you get it out? It's how every girl does it. They like spin it and then they wrap it around and then they stick it in the top. I did not say that. It's how every girl does it. Then you you just said it again. Why, how girls don't have do long it. hair? It's how girls do it. Show me. I can't. My girlfriend has to do it for me. <laughs> uh, she she actually awesome. does my hair every morning. Oh, I love it. Wow. Every oh, morning dude. you see my hair up, my oh, girlfriend so did my funny. hair. You're cracking me up. <laughs> um, Ira, somebody was asking how you get a research license exactly. You apply for it on Health, uh, Health Canada's website, mm-hmm. and then they put you on hold for months. <laughs> What, do you have to do any kind of testing or accreditation? Yeah, and there's accreditation. You have to be probably have affiliation with. There's affiliations. There's a whole bunch do of stuff. You have to be a doctor. Uh, so no, there, well, yes, there. No, there's two type of people that can do research on humans. Mm-hmm. One is a PhD, yep. and one is a physician. Okay. So you can't just uh, you can't just do research. You can't just do research on humans. You have to have a physician who's, if it's clinical practice, a clinical trial has if to it's be associated. Legit. <laughs> if it's, <laughs> legit. If it's yo, legit. Yo, man, I got this stuff. It's going to see it. I got to do a test, bro. It's going to cure your cancer. I've made some topical <laughs> creams that seem to work really well. <laughs> for lots for of anybody people. that's listening. I've done my own trial. I did it on a dude with AS, and it works really well for removing his inflammation. Aortic stenosis? Yes. No. His spine's fusing to his... his Spinal stenosis. He calls it AS. Ankylosing spondylitis. That's it. Okay. It's really (laughs) rare. Look at all these names you have to... Ah, you like all that, huh? I know. Not only pretty face. (laughs) Huh? I got some some brains in there. You hear what I'm doing right now? Bet you all my colleagues are like, this guy has no idea what he's doing. (laughs) He's reviewing this article like a moron. Is that a rare disease? I just want to know. (laughs) I know. Somebody's going to... Is that a rare disease? What? Ankylosing spondylitis? Yeah. So like everything's morphing together, right? Like your spine's fusing and stuff. Could be. And you have a crazy amount of inflammation. You do get inflammation from it. it get, yeah. It's autoimmune or whatever. The My Oil Me North mixture, man. It says it swears by it. Yeah, it's that stuff works. The problem is right now you can't even put those CBD things into, into thing. a trial because it goes... Anyway, lots of problems. Yeah. All right, so what is heterogeneity? Back to that. Spell it again. 
H. Okay, you got the H. H E T T R O. No, no, this is the spelling bee. Let me bee. spell it. Say the word again. Heterogeneity. But you have to do it like you're in a spelling bee. Origins. Or, or, <laughs> hetero. <laughs> English. I don't know. Also not. Germanic. <laughs> Germanic. Okay, do you want to hear how I spell it? Yeah. H e t a r o g i n a i t y. It's spelled H e t e r o g e n e i t. I spelled it way wrong. Yeah. Okay, but you know. Okay, we're gonna have also a spelling bee like H one. I graduated university. I passed the literacy tests. I love when he does that. I can't read. Yeah. I went to medical school. I still I don't read so well. I can read fine. I can't. I have dyslexia really bad, which yeah, I, I like feel like pretty fast at reading still, but spelling, I'm gone. I can't spell. The I best word I can spell guys, is because. I, you know, if you look at it, guys can't spell. Is that, I may have just made that shit up. One of the best spellers I is know that a is myth? a guy. Can because somebody dispel that myth for me? Can somebody Google who spells better, men or women? When you watch look at all the previous winners of spelling bees. Yeah, they're usually male. Say, they're usually male. So really? It's, it's probably like. Are they I mean, cheating? So on no. average, I, I'd kids. say women are probably oh. better, but the edge cases are male. Which oh. is a I can't spell. Life. I figure I just throw that. The out people there. also winning those spelling bees are probably savants. <laughs> so yeah, how do you? Me is it memory? It's that's insane. My cousin, my it's, cousin did like. It is well a memory. Okay, back on track. So heterogeneity. He Was did there a well. Lot of, he didn't win. So here. <laughs> he's not a savant. Let's, let's go over to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just no, playing. He's not. He's not, he's not. <laughs> So basically what they do to minimize heterogeneity is they weigh different studies differently mm -hmm. um, and they try to minimize it using specific statistics. The truth is in, this, in these studies, there wasn't much heterogeneity, which, uh, which isn't bad. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's okay. So not too much. Uh, so that's good. Not too good. much for like how broad so, it really is. So right? what are the overall results? What were they? Let's go through each one. Now we'll okay. go through each one. Okay. okay. Where do you what do you want to start with HIV? So, uh, no. Let's. Well, first I'll just read the conclusion of the trial. Okay. Um, and then we'll go through each one. Okay. So it says there was moderate quality evidence to support the use of cannabis or cannabinoids for the treatment of chronic pain and spasticity. Low quality evidence. By the way, when I say the word, there's medium. So there's high, medium, low, and then no evidence. In medicine, we start, we work with like, when we say low evidence, still grade C or whatever, that's still good evidence. Yeah. It's still the best evidence we have. So we may say there's low evidence, low quality evidence, but there's still evidence. Yeah. It doesn't mean there's no evidence. Moderate is excellent. Most things in medicine that when we start treating people is low to moderate evidence. You know, level A evidence, there aren't many things that we have. There are, of course, some, and we always try to reach that level, but you could start treating people because it weighs the risks and the benefits What's, at that point. I'm just trying to get this in perspective. So an example of like a level A would have been the guy that invented penicillin. Yes. That would have been a level A. So penicillin cures strep throat or yeah, something. but it's... That would be like a level A result. Yeah, level okay. A, multi-center, large, big okay. trials. I just trying to. So it. if you look at penicillin for the treatment of of strep throat, although I don't know, maybe now we're saying a lot of it's viral. But point being, the studies that were done on penicillin mm -hmm. for strep throat back in the day uh, when we first started with evidence-based medicine or whatever, and you have mm -hmm. large, multi-center, randomized controlled trials, a whole bunch of them over and over showing the same thing. 
Boom, level That's A. level one. Okay. When you have small to moderate, and we can go through the levels of evidence, but that's boring. I'm so just I left trying that to understand up. it. That's all. So when you have smaller amount of trials, mm-hmm. maybe a, a few randomized control trials, not multi-center, mm-hmm. uh, meta-analysis and all that kind of stuff, um, then you have you know moderate evidence. Yep. Um, not meta-analysis. That would put the evidence together. Then, for low quality ev- or for low mm-hmm. quality evidence, you have you know maybe a single uh, RCT randomized control trial, multiple uh, cohort observational trials, and all that kind of stuff showing benefit or whatever. And then no evidence would be like retrospective chart reviews, um, or just nobody's ever studied mm-hmm. it before, or okay. it shows risk of harm or all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I got you. So in treatment therapeutics, yeah. we're talking about. Okay, so uh, in this case. The bottom line is, what were the results of this study? Because we want to talk about it. So there was moderate quality evidence to support the use of cannabis for the treatment of chronic pain and spasticity. So fucking interest. I keep swearing. Actually, you're not swearing that much today. Oh, I'm not? No. You've been I, really good. I nailed that. You did. I heard the ding. Did you see that? Okay. I heard that. Ding. John, I hope uh, I'll take your 50 bucks. Oh, there you go. Yeah? Is, did he, uh, is he giving me 50 bucks or what? I'm more interested in the 50 well, bucks. Gonna... I need a lot of 50 bucks right now, people. We'll have a pizza Can party the... on the next podcast. That's a great idea well, with that $50. John, John yeah. I'll invite you on, but you're not. he's going to give me some <laughs> excuse why he can't come on. Well, I got to get the... Da, 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 da. Come on and review John a study. Is gonna, John, you become a big focus of our podcast, John. Um, so, uh, yeah, what was your question? <laughs> I didn't... What are we talking about? We were talking about the outcomes. Okay, anyways, I'll just move on. The, oh, right. I know what I was thinking in my head. What I was thinking in my head is people say there's no evidence for this. Like, this is the highest, one of the highest levels of evidence you can get is a systematic review with a meta-analysis. Mm. That's, that's good evidence. And it tells, that, tells us that there's moderate evidence mm-hmm. to use cannabis for chronic pain. That is enough right there to start using cannabis for chronic pain. Because I'd like to see what it shows for opioids. It won't. Anyway, okay. Well, it will, but it'll show yeah. that there's a lot of harms too. Uh, this doesn't sh- does show some of that. Anyway, so then there's low quality evidence suggesting that cannabis or cannabinoids were associated with improvements in nausea and vomiting due to chemotherapy, weight gain for HIV, sleep disorders, and Tourette's syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked at other things, by the way, like anxiety. Found no evidence for the use of cannabis for anxiety really? and depression. Yeah. Um, but there, how? Uh, how did they? Just the evidence, so the problem is we have a posity of, of it. that's a good word, posity. Can you spell that word? No. Posity? <laughs> uh, P-O-S-I-T-Y. No, pause. How do you spell pause? Oh, P-A-U-S-I-T-Y. Okay. I can't spell. I can't spell. Is it S-I-T-Y? Okay, so. No, it's not spelled like that. Oh, it's not? It's, I think. Damn it. Yeah, it is. I spell pause. I spell pause and it's not talk about that? It's P-A-U-S. P-A-U-S. Is, it, is yeah. it really, though? Keep going. I-T-Y. I don't know. Posity. S-I-T-Y? Nah, dog. Posity? It's spelled posity. That's coming up like I- not even T-Y. a word. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a word. I'll spell Luke, it. go doctor. <laughs> I don't know. I have to write it up. Oh, man, the shit that you get away with today. <laughs> I wrote positively and no. came up with that. Positive. <laughs> like a anyway, anyway, I know I, it's I a real word. It it's just not. Trust me, I, I just spelled it right. Anyways, okay, let's move on, <laughs> on from Google. that. I did. Google doesn't know what positive oh, it's a C. Is it a C? <laughs> of course yeah. it's a C. That's what I said. 
But you said like pause. Like pa pause is oh, like pause. Oh, with the, the C though. Yeah. Pause Whatever. Towards the American way. Can we move on from pausity? <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. Can we? I can't spell. Let's move on. None of us can spell. I'm <laughs> the worst. So I'm clearly the worst. Can we please decide who spells better, men, I'm the women, worst. or they? I think we're all equal. Okay. Oh, oh, that's yeah. so sweet. I don't. Men always win the contest though. That was boys. Boys, yeah. Is that true? I think, I think of like it's usually the little Indian boy who always wins. At least when I see spelling bees, he's yeah. actually there. Very there is a very that, good that guy, that speller. East Indian dude. He's that yeah. kid. He won like seven years in a row. Yeah, he won oh, a right. ridiculous amount of times. Yeah, he is a he's smart like the kid. Jeopardy dude. He was no, he was, but he's like you said, they're savant. Like a savant. He that he that he's kid just wired like his is making. I don't know. Between, he's, like, I think you have to study pretty well, hard because memorization. Like if you look at Dur memorization tournaments, they yeah. always they always link color or something else with with it. Yes. Did you ever? Well, hold on. Did you ever read Moonwalking with Einstein? Amazing no. book about memory, memory palaces, and that. That's where I learned how to sort of make my memory a little bit better. Most yeah, of those people have average in the. Yeah. So what I learned. From that is people that in the memory like world memory championships yeah. have average memories, they have a system. Yeah. but they have a system. system. Yes, they have a technique. Dude who's in the Guinness Book of World Records has a documentary on how he does it, and he assimilates a letter with a number or to a everything. Color, yeah, or and it's a, just or a location. He remembers fucking yeah. everything because you're recalling that. Be nice that to be able to do that. that. I know. It makes sense, though. I can't remember a person's name to save my life. Me neither. I can remember, remember your face. You'll, face? You'll remember I'll remember. Of music and I'll be like, how do I know you? Yeah. I saw you where? Yeah. All right, so this let's is, go this through This is each. my girlfriend, so they introduced yeah. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> let's go through each one of these. All right, so results. We said that boring. So nausea, vomiting due to chemotherapy, 28 studies. 14 studies assessed nabilone. There was three for dronabinol, mm -hmm. one for nabiximols, four for levonatridol, and six for THC. Are you looking at figure four? No, but you remember what a figure four is? Do you remember yeah, uh, the wrestling? Leg lock? Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. That's awesome. No, oh, I'm on. You're on the no. first page, bro. Yeah, I'm looking under results, actual okay. results. I was looking at the graphs of results. It's getting and really hot. Things. Okay. I like the tables. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm good with the tables. Yeah, tables are good. Bottom line is, of 28 studies, um, the risk of bias was high. All studies suggested a greater benefit for cannabinoids compared with both active comparators and placebo, uh, but not did not reach statistical significance in all of the studies. Not in, like So not every one of the studies right. hit statistical significance, which means there isn't a causal effect that they could find, but there definitely is a trend towards cannabis working just as well. Doesn't mean each study didn't have statistical significance. Some right. of them did. Just some of them were also not statistically significant, even though there was a trend towards cannabis being used mm -hmm. uh, over or being more beneficial than these other ones. How do you decide this, uh, if it's significant or not? You, oh, you have the p-values. You do like statistics on it. Okay, you do absolutely. like uh, you actually do statistics. Is, is it random? Is it random chance or is it uh, right. or is it actual is it treatment effect? Can you measure it? Yes. Yeah, is it treat is it all the usual stuff. Is there a percentage of like? Like, is there... So we have confidence inter. So in these studies, we come yeah. up with confidence intervals. There was a good confidence, confidence interval, interval for explain. this, but what they were trying to say is not every study hit statistical significance. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but in the meantime, uh, there was it was definitely all better than placebo, and with a confidence interval that so confidence interval is how likely is the true answer 
where does the true answer stand? Mm -hmm. Is there, is it actually like, is there an actual treatment effect? So zero tells us there's no treatment effect. Right. If you cross the zero line, like from a negative number to a positive number, there's no difference. Okay. In this case, you want to be in the positive because you want a positive effect here. Right. So the confidence interval didn't cross zero. Right. It went from like one to nine. So somewhere between there. So it's the, the, the true answer is positive. It's just not so narrow. Okay. Right? So the mm -hmm. true answer is in there. Right. So it, it is a positive outcome, and you can rely with 95% certainty that the true answer is positive. It's just where it lies, there might be a large spread. Right. You know, the over-under is... Uh, is and, and that's why it's not significant is because there's too much... No, it is significant. So all I'm saying... So no, let me change that. <clears throat> or not let me change it. Let me explain it a little better. Okay. It's, it's still... There's, this study mm -hmm. was significant. Okay. What they're telling us is that some of the studies that they included didn't all reach statistical significance. And they included those patients still in the study. I I just I zoned. What they and by the way, one of the cool interesting things about this was so it does help for nausea vomiting is what is mm -hmm. is what we're saying. But um, in in some of the studies they included, they didn't reach statistical significance for, for nausea and vomiting. Correct. Okay. But there was a trend in some of those studies still towards cannabis working better. Now they used yeah. and their comparators were both to placebo and tr which is means to nothing mm -hmm. yeah. and to traditional anti-nauseans things like ondansetron metoclopramide all those things we usually use for nausea was it, they compared something to gabapentin too I read in there was yeah, that, that MS That's for MS yeah, exactly MS, yeah <clears throat> We'll get to that okay. So did cannabis help it was it was low quality of so lower evidence level but still positive outcome. So do we need more studies for nausea vomiting? Yes. Yes. Is there a positive trend and a relationship between mm -hmm. cannabis and improved nausea vomiting? Yes. yes. Okay. And then the last, last thing about this is like, in terms of like the, how they're actually studying it, how is that standardized at all? Like the, yeah. Okay. So that goes towards heterogeneity again. Okay, like, okay. so, did they so was were the studies that were included in this uh article did they include only the ones that met the highest rigorous okay. standard they included all of them and then they used a certain amount of them that met the standard for the standardization of doing systematic reviews and stuff like that okay. does that make sense yeah. yep yeah. all right cool so let's move on from nausea, vomiting. Chronic pain. No, not yet. <laughs> Where do you want to go? Chronic pain Appetite is next. stimulation and HIV infection. All studies assess dronabinol, three compared placebo. Just read this right up here. Yeah, I know, but you're on the I'm wrong going page, off this, how they did it, study by study. Oh, but, okay. I'm, I'm looking at the overall things. You're looking I'm looking at, at them the, individually. So am I. That's what I was looking at, too. You're, you're way too far, bro. I was on the first page a second ago, and you said I'm not far enough. No, go to page one, two, three, Just tell me what figures four. are the top. No, let me try again. Four, five. <laughs> go to page five. Two, four, six, zero. <laughs> I don't think I have the same page as Jesus. <clears throat> All right, let's go on, because this is getting boring. Uh, so appetite stimulation, HIV, and infection. So, you know, from all the studies that they used in here, uh, again, the trial evaluated cannabis versus everything else. And, of course, there was a, um, a positive outcome 
here mm -hmm. as well. Appetite stimulation. But again, there was some risk of bias. But overall, there was a trend towards improvement for uh, appetite stimulation, HIV, and infection. I think if you look further in, it says for weight gain, it was like... Where is it? It's a certain percentage they gained more than two kilograms within six weeks. Yeah. Like a so high percentage. High percentage, yeah. Which, that's fantastic. So looking at all of them, I think weight gain was the most statistically significant yeah, in, the, so. in that pa patient population. So if you've got, if you're suffering from anorexia, cachexia, now certainly, or anore like low weight, mm. spell yeah, cachexia. Okay. Now yeah. that. K or a C. <laughs> <laughs> Or does it have I both? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I love the spelling bees. Uh, this is good if you play that. What's that game where you put all Scrabble? Words Scrabble. with friends. Do you ever do that? Oh, I, I that cheat game. so much at that, that game. game. It's on your phone. So you just pull up uh, Anagram. Oh, you put yeah, all the yeah. words <laughs> Try and beat me in Words with Friends. I'll that's kick awesome. your ass. That, that's on the... Uh, Word speller, app. best in that game. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. Jeez. Okay. So let's go to uh, chronic pain was the next thing they assessed. So this was the biggest problem. Like my problem with this study is that they assessed everything in this meta-analysis, so, right? Yeah, and they yeah. gave it all a little bit of stuff. I think this, so chronic pain though, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. this is one of the biggest issues because this is where we're using opioids right now, right? right? When it's and it's so common. Right, it's the it's so common. This is where everybody is. And I think this was the nail in the coffin for yeah. the use of uh, cannabis in chronic pain. Yeah. Uh, they, did, they included cancer and non-cancer pain in these studies. Mm -hmm. But again, and here they found like really good results for us. So oh, using the, using putting all the little, little trials together mm -hmm. in this trial tells us straight up that we can be using cannabis mm -hmm. in the treatment of chronic pain. That being said, we can't differentiate. You know when people say, well, what works better, THC, CBD, THC plus CBD, nabalone, dronabinol, all the shit. Well, they'll tell you there's no difference between any of these fucking According things. to this one. According to this study. Mm. According to this study. But that's how they're studying There ain't it. no difference whether I'm using THC, CBD, DBD, ABD, ABCD, GBG, CBC. And I'm assuming they were anyway, isolating THC and CBD when no, they, they were. Giving, they were just giving them a whole plan. They were giving a whole plan. There's no way they can. In 2015, they hadn't figured that out yet. It's just fractional distillation. Yeah, I they, knew how to do it then. I know. We know how to do it. I know how to do it then. guys yeah. don't know how to do it. Black market has it. Yeah. Figured out. <clears> I know how to do that. So, so you ask a, a good question because, like in the study, they certainly don't tell us if it was. That's distilling. why they come back coming the same. That's right. Right? Like they're not. They're using a whole plant. They're using whole plant, which is. I mean, I'm. I I'm think a whole plant more but beneficial. Is, is that study actually legitimate? Then still, like. Is what I'd study say so. is this study yeah, legit? I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. whole plant is that, but that's the problem with doing RCTs yeah. with cannabis. Cannabis is a plant of many medicines. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, unless you're going to pull them out, but, you know, I don't think the treatment effects are there when we pull out isolate or nope. distillate. I, isolated plant. distillates, they're, they're good for certain things, and I'd say they're more so for recreational use than medical. Whole plant is medical. Yeah, I agree. Mm. And, but then the question is, you know, how do you do research on that stuff? How do you do, how do you tell, how, you know, do you have to isolate By the terpenes? Strain, well, if you're doing right. a You'd distillation. You'd have to do it based on chemo type. Like if you're doing a distillate, you have to isolate all those things because they all have different right. fraction points. Yeah. So they'll separate themselves just by their boiling point. Right. Right. Some between 300 and 330 terpenes degrees. and all that stuff. Wait, will all separate differently. Different boiling points? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's how you it's do a, fractional a, distillation. Of Think <laughs> of distilling alcohol. Yeah. It's not that far off from distilling cannabis. Huh. 
It's not that far. Yeah, off. each one has a different. So some are like 313 degrees, and some of them so, uh, Fahrenheit. Some of them are 330 degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, I said, I said it before, but I think that THC is like, on, on your arm. On isn't that it? is, it's like 220 is something. important thing next to like knowing how to use it medically. Like, what do you mean? The, knowing what the terpenes are, what they're doing. And, like, I agree. Because that'll dictate what the effects are, right? Better than anything else. There's a, needs a lot of research done on t on terpenes. There yeah. needs to be a lot, and it's specific. Cause it's hard to do research you can on get terpenes. Terpenes from from any plant, but I I'm a firm believer terpenes in the cannabis plant are slightly different when used with cannabinoids. Say that again. I so totally like this, wasn't for example, attention. doing a distillate and making a vape pen. Health. Yeah, you can buy organic terpenes. Can you start again? I'm not paying. So attention think of again. a distillate. So you have pure Fuck, THC. I'm having a. <laughs> so you have pure THC. Okay, you want to add terpenes into it to give it flavor and things like that, right? And other benefits. You can get the same terpenes like lavender, for example. You could pull them all. Linalool. Linalool. I was just saying lavender. Linalool. You can get it from the lavender plant Correct. or you can get it from the cannabis oh, saying, plant. Yeah, yeah, of course. Terpenes yeah. coming from and the cannabis no plant with the cannabinoids are different than taking it from the lavender plant and adding it in later. I you believe it's so? fully different. I don't know. I've had organic terpene uh, distillates That's and I've had organic terpene distillates that are reintegrated from the plant. Or is it something The whole plant ones... Plant? I always find her way better. Well, it, but is it because anybody on there uh, have any uh, anything to say about that? So, like, could, could it be? Why do some LPs oils work better than other ones? Because you think because they're they taking have a better process of putting their terpenes back. So they in take the them out and they re-enter. Some of them re-enter. Re-enter re probably well, a better re word. Reintroduce. 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 Re reintroduce. Yes. So, because you have to heat the, you they have to take them out before they heat it, and they can heat it, and then they can reintroduce mm -hmm. it afterwards. Uh, yes. Right. That's uh. so they don't lose the terpenoid in the oils, um, terpenes in the if it's a whole plant they oil. Would just yeah. Buy it when they're right. So, but the uh, I didn't know that there'd be a difference between. I think there is. That's well, the studies it, that need to be done. But is it? Possible, I'm a firm is, believer. Is it possible that something else in in the whole plant is triggering or has had a reaction a, in a the reaction terpenes to allow the terpenes See, to get absorbed? Those are things I think. Need so to that study, so that's man. for sure. So we know that that you know the terpenes mm, like the, the terpenes help absorb the different cannabinoids. Yes. Right? Okay. And and the entourage of them working together seems to be beneficial. But we haven't really we pulled that, that apart. You right? need the study. Those are you know that's basic to science now. too. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, we can set up labs around all this shit. But uh, it's yeah, it's sure getting more it's difficult. Happen, yeah. yeah, I'm rocking the toss. <laughs> yeah, you're doing good. On so it. a lot of the studies come out of Washington on that stuff. So for chronic pain, is it beneficial? I think based on this, yeah. Um, and the confidence interval again is positive. Uh, it is constant confidence interval between one and eleven. It's a high confidence interval. Like we can be fairly confident that it's there, one but but five. but the problem is the range is really so, high. So, so the narrow the narrower the mm. confidence interval, the more likely we know where the true answer is. Mm. We know that there is a positive outcome. We just aren't mm. certain where that sort of where it lies because it's so, so the the plus minus is to pretty lower high. that view for chronic pain would it be just making it specifically for arthritis yes that that would so or what you would do down. is if you had a large sample of patients and mm -hmm. um and we were looking at one disease and you and and everybody was clustered around that like one center mm -hmm. and we know that the therapeutic use was x and the bullseye was right in the middle that's a really perfect confidence okay. like that would be great okay. you know mm-hmm we know the treatment effect is right there, mm -hmm. 
you know, so you're good. But that being said, you know, if I take a coin and I flip it 50-50, your confidence interval is between 0.9 and 1. Because it's 50-50 right. chance you're going to get a head or a tail. Yeah. Yep. So. Doesn't land like this very much. Right. <laughs> right. But what's the likelihood? <laughs> what's the likelihood it, of that it, actually happening? It having? lands halfway up. All right. So. It could happen. Definitely. Um, but interesting, there was no difference in quality of life scores. You know. What? Between that and the opiate? Yeah. And that and placebo. Placebo. Huh. Yeah, you know what's really, and that's really interesting. That shocks me. Most of the studies we see today, how are, are they measuring quality and of life? They use a quality, of, a validated quality of life measurement tool. Oh. This oh, little wow. stick, I they wave play. it over top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, how do you, you feel? Go, oh, all right, all right. You feel good. No, yeah. it's like a questionnaire. Um, measured by the EQ5D Health Status Index. People's quality of life will drop just by doing the study. It's, it could. <laughs> I know. Just so. So here, this is an example of how, why I say there's no difference. The confidence interval crosses zero. Okay. If it crosses zero, when you put all the data together, mm -hmm. the effect is zero. It can't cross the zero mark. I guess makes it's sense. Just, it's because it's because I don't know it. It just seems like it's so abstracted and vague a lot of the time. Like, and there's so I, I, left to uh, interpretation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I mean, it, it is left to interpretation. But I mean, here we put statistical. We put right, there's some we put it. the data, the quantitative data behind it in order to uh, in order to try to validate what the results are. Now. Even though, so in this meta-analysis, when they put all of that together and they didn't find a difference, it doesn't mean it didn't exist on an individual basis. Right. It means that it was filled with bias, it was filled mm -hmm. with randomness, and it was filled with, who knows, random chance could have been the answer in this circumstance. And sorry, and bias, what could constitute bias? So were the, patients in, were the patients in the different studies, were they randomized appropriately? Were they bought, blinded to the therapeutic treatment? Were the researchers... Uh, did the researchers have their own bias? You know, was it an observational study instead of an RCT? All those things go towards bias. Okay. Yeah, and you then, know. Uh, somebody's asking any studies yet about the cannabis er, about cannabis use with dementia patients that have responsive behavior. No, but I'm going to be doing a study. Actually, great question. Uh, I'm going to be doing a trial on uh, cannabis uh, in the elderly demented patient for behavior modification. Uh, I'm just going through study now. The problem is I mean, Health Canada is stopping a lot yeah. of this stuff. Isn't there studies now on it helps to prevent dementia from so, happening? So interesting enough, this is totally off topic of what we're studying, but this is kind of cool. We have a couple minutes left, I think, uh, like yeah. one. Uh, yeah. We started a little late. Um, <laughs> THC <laughs> is an inhibitor of beta aggregation. Yes. Beta aggregation, we used to think, was one of the major causes of dementia. It causes little tangles in the neurons in your brain. We used to think that was a cause. If you ask people like Dr. Comer, who's like a, world, like a leading authority on this thing, he'll say that's a symptom. Uh, beta aggregation is the symptom, and neuroinflammation is the major cause, really? which is why CBD can potentially help because it decreases neuroinflammation. What about the anti Ecosanoids, uh, ecosanoids I think is a better word. Eco ecosanoids or uh, long-chain fatty acids, like any mm -hmm. omega-3 fatty acids. Mm -hmm. Omega-3 fatty acids plus uh, CBD decrease neuroinflammation. You're I've probably protected against thing. like... You know, he's sending me a ton of patients it, now against and dementia. It helps with uh, Stop prevention eating of al Alzheimer's. Too? Alzheimer's. Yeah. Well, dementia is a for so for form. So dementia is right? your umbrella, yeah. and then you have Alzheimer's, Lewy body, a whole bunch of different yeah. ones that fit inside there. You know, at the end of the day, eating meat can do it too, right? 
you know, you can get prion disease that causes Kruzfeldt-Jakob disease. Remember that thing? Mm-hmm. Mad cow disease. Yeah. That's, uh, a, yeah. that's a form I of actually dementia. Jargon but I also know. eating protein, even though protein is really good for certain things, it also increases mTOR and a whole bunch of neuroinflammatory markers. Okay. Plant-based anyway. proteins. Pumpkin seeds, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. All right. So chronic pain, I think, I think we're good with chronic pain. Then it looked at spasticity due to MS or paraplegia. You know, there was good results in that. Was there? Um, I found there was some pretty good ones. So again, here cannabinoids seem to do better, but when it came to nabiximols, THC, CBD associated with graded average improvement in the spasticity. Uh, when it came to spasticity, but that being said, it crossed zero, so there was no statistical significance mm-hmm. uh, to that. Where there was a greater improvement was. Um, using like a numerical score. So they do a whole bunch yeah. of different scorings. You know, we're going to take, take one, uh, one, one test may be not significant, but if we do another test, it's significant. So it's a very... Sub- well, depending how they gauge it. They well, it depends it. What, what's, what, in, what validated study they're using. So here they the use... person too, like... Well, here they use two different scoring yeah. mechanisms to test to assess uh, spasticity. Is that standard? That you use multiple? I don't know. They just, uh, I guess, so here's the, the problem was different studies used diff. there was no, this would be an example of heterogeneity. Right. Some yeah. studies used this kind of score and some studies used this kind of score. Yeah. So they pooled them together but assessed them separately mm. is what they did here. And one showed that it was significant mm. and the other one showed that it's not. So is there a trend towards that? Sure, there's a trend towards positive outcome. Again, good for spasticity. Have you ever thought of being a professor? Who? You. I, I mean, I'm a clinical professor. But I know, I'm, but like, you, you're, you'd be a good teacher. I think you Thank would be you. a very good teacher. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm being honest. I don't think anybody would hire me. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know, man. In the, the future, times are changing. 15 years when you uh, don't want to be so busy and you could teach a uh, science totally class on cannabinoid yeah. therapy in because a university. Dude, think about that, it. Like, well, coming. In 15 years, yeah, yeah, you right. can say, I've been doing this for freaking how long? Like, I know. Jeez, I'm an old man. You'd be a shoo for that stuff. And You know what? You're passionate about talking about it, too. That's why you come off as a good teacher. Thanks, man. No problem. You guys are all cool. Depressed. <laughs> I like you all. You guys are all awesome. John, are you there still? What are you saying, buddy? No, I had to restart it. Oh, did so it's the uh, um, thanks, Doc. I can't wait to hear about the study. Jo- yeah, she said the best teacher. There you go. There, jo- well, John, if you're if you're hanging out, so Shout depression out to too. in this depression, no studies, nothing to look Zero. at. Zero. I know that people say that it's useful for depression, though, and I, you know. And it's helped a lot of people, but we have no clinical evidence to suggest that it, there are no big studies, at least in 2015, in this study. Yeah. We're, remember, we're right. only doing, this is our first study. Next week, we're going to look at one specific yeah. disease. It's, well, it's like you said, though, because it hits so many different things that it's really hard to encapsulate all of that into one study, right? Like, yeah. How do you measure very the difficult. physical effect of it and the, the lack of uh, the, the relief that it can give you, plus what it does to you mentally, even on a small scale? Like, it's, it's really hard to, I don't I don't know. Yeah. To quantify all that in one. Maybe the study should just be on, on one, like, chronic long-term pain, but they did a whole bunch of smaller studies around it, but just still on that one thing, but just from different angles. Kind so of they, so there are other studies yeah. on that. Okay. This, is, this is just one study. I wanted to start with this yeah, no, in our sure. new process because a meta-analysis takes a long time to go through, mm-hmm. but it, they looked at so many different diseases 
And I think in our conclusion, that's what we're going to come to, you know that they need to break it down and yeah. do. And, and there are meta-analysis coming out on those things. So, yeah, depression, nothing. Uh, anxiety disorder, meh, a greater improvement in anxiety, but not a huge... Uh, huge change, but anxiety did have some positive outcomes. Did, so I bet could, you they were high, higher CBD strains using then. Could be. I don't know. It says it here, can, can, uh, cannabidiol. Actually, you're right. Cannabidiol was associated with a greater improvement on the anxiety factor of visual analog mood scale compared to placebo during a simulated speaking contest. So they had to do, I guess in the study, speaking. there was only one study that looked at it. They did a public speaking test and those that had CBD were less anxious. Is what it I showed. Think it's, I think it's more. I like love heavy. speaking in public. Uh, you know what's really cool? Sleep disorders. Yeah. So sleep disorder now. How about cannabis for sleep disorders, people? I use it. PTSD. Well, TDC. they looked at at nabilone versus amitriptyline. Amitriptyline, which is what it's a uh, uh, antidepressant that we use for nabilone sleeping. Is? No, no, nabilone is THC, synthetic THC. Oh, okay. Uh, but interestingly enough, mm. amitriptyline is like standard therapy. And in our med is what every it's doctor will. Pre yeah, you have here, here's amitriptyline. Nabilone did better. Huh. Interesting. That with is interesting. With a positive con with uh, a well, we hear it's a negative confidence interval because you want to improve sleep. It, sleep, mm -hmm. it's a negative or whatever. So it didn't cross zero. Negative five point two to one point two. Negative one point two four. So that's a positive outcome. Hmm. So nabilone for sleep disorders mm -hmm. beneficial. That's THC for sleep disorder. Yeah. Now, do we need to do more studies on that? Yeah. Of course we do. Yep. But look, when somebody tells me there's no evidence, I, I mean, I just tell them they're full of shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's do we one, have that's high quality evidence? No. no. Do we have evidence? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Psychosis. In this study, there was no difference in psychosis. Uh, psychosis was assessed in two, only in two studies. I do think, though, since that time, there's a lot more evidence to suggest that in certain populations that have a certain genetic predisposition, yeah. there is a uh, psychosis is a thing. Yeah. So no change for glaucoma. That was like one of the first things that they started. I know. For two. <laughs> I know. And then they remember. I yeah, used to get. Like dogs, like I used to get this ophthalmologist. Like you know, ophthalmology used to send me a bunch of patients, but they, you know, maybe one small study showed benefit, and I think that's how they started just pushing it. Yeah. yeah, but none of the other subsequent studies have shown much what, of a glaucoma difference. Glaucoma is what, like, inflammation behind your eyes? Yeah, it's a pressure like on your eye from so a whole bunch so of their own inflammation. Yeah, I can see why it was one of the first. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I don't buy it. So movement disorders, um, and that would be the last thing. So THC capsules seem to be associated with this. So this is THC, a significant improvement in uh, Tourette's uh, symptoms. So can cannabis help for Tourette's? I mean, in this, in this meta-analysis, this systematic review, it was beneficial. So can we use it for, you know, I have patients. We have patients here we do. that have Tourette's, but I find, and if anybody's listening, I'd love to hear DM me because I'd love to know what your uh, your thoughts are on it for Tourette syndrome. I haven't really found it that been like I haven't seen our patients really benefit all that much from it. Have you? Fifty fifty. Really depends on the person. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'll, I'll talk to you about it off air. Okay, well, you don't have to use names. I don't know names, but one guy particularly, it's he's been vaping for a while, but he's he is a very verbal. And yeah. it doesn't stop that very much. It doesn't, eh? Even no, high it's THC. Other ticks, like the movements and stuff. Oh, really? Slows that down, but his verbal, like, cursing is still horrible. Really? Yeah. 
That's too bad because I, you know, I really wish it would work for that. I'd love to see it. Yeah. To love to see it work. Okay, so I mean, I think in general, I, I mean, on a clinical level, Tourette's. I mean, this study showed that it may be beneficial. THC capsules for that. Do you know which, what causes Tourette's? Okay, which capsule it was? I don't know. It's it's genetic. It's not. I don't know. I probably sure. have Tourette's. Not gonna lie. Um. I don't know. You the, did you go for the anorexia a chromosomal one? thing? The, the, I don't know. For, wait, I don't know what it is. Study. I sound like a horrible doctor right now. <laughs> was, <laughs> what causes Tourette's? I'm fucking you're up. an emerged doctor. <laughs> did you, did you How many people did you know that? see from Tourette's coming in? <laughs> There's so many, the guy uh, that kicked the other dude. Yeah, no. What's that? Um, did you go over Google the, it. The, uh, the anorexia one? That, that, like, was that, that was yeah, I went over anorexia. Yep. Was there a question about that? I just, do you have, well, I mean. So anorexia fell into weight gain with HIV and anorexia. Mm -hmm. oh, there was anorexia. a positive outcome for weight gain using THC. What if you're hardcore anorexic and you have been for quite a while and it went away and now it's back and, well, I mean, whatever. But like, I use it. I have, you know, the truth is clinically I have patients mm -hmm. that were in inpatient programs. Initially when I started, they used to get kicked out for using THC. Now they allow it in their, you know, in their inpatient programs and they see benefit from That's using helps, it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it does help uh, improve weight gain. And, but how does it do it? It doesn't improve your appetite per se. It does, but only most of it comes through improving your olfactory. It messes with your metabolism. It, no, it no? improves olf uh, all your olfactory senses. So you improve your mm -hmm. sense of smell. Mm -hmm. Sense of smell really gets your, uh, uh, gets your um, appetite mm -hmm. moving and digestion moving. So you really, you become hungry because of your improved sense of smell. And smell takes up a lot of space in your brain. Is that, is that like the... Hmm, I that's a big, basic, as simple as it gets yeah, as an answer. Yeah. But that's what smell does. It improves olfication, which is, uh, improves your sense of smell, which improves hunger. Yeah. Have they ever proved that THC increases metabolism or disproved it? It's so what it does is it improves glucose metabolism. Okay. Yeah. Energy thought, regulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Certainly, we know that the it but your own so you can anandamide a healthy weight anandamide and two AG do that. That's yeah. the endocannabinoids within your body. Mm -hmm. THC and both THC and CBD uh, change metabolism. Um, like how so and have just they improve islet cell? Uh, so, sorry, uh, simple terms. They improve glucose or sugar mm -hmm. uh, absorption and regulation oh. through the pancreas. Perfect. I'm reading this exactly. There's a study from Columbia University on this. Dun, da, da, da. Uh, Dr. Price, not just a pretty face. Can't spell where shit. Literally says the exact same, but. Also improves if you do a lot of aerobic exercise. Of course. Obviously. So I, <laughs> Resistance like training I say, or get moving. Like Obviously, I, all those things are going to help too. Like I always <laughs> say, there's one magic bullet in medicine. Exercise. That's Get it. outside. You know, exercise is the key. So, okay, let's move. Let's quickly move on. So the last thing is, were there side effects in this, in, in this study? There was a significant increase in side effects to the use of cannabis versus placebo in this study. I'll tell you, there was another trial that came after it, the COMPASS study done by Mark Ware, showing no significant difference between them. But mm -hmm. this one did show. Now, these aren't bad side effects. Right. These are side effects like headache, nausea, mm -hmm. dizziness. Um, well, those are basically them. It wasn't, them. it wasn't like death and well, arrhythmia and all like the things you heart compare attack. it to. Yeah. Right. All that. It wasn't like that. So how precise... <laughs> So honestly, that took us the longest time. What were those results? Those were the results. The overall result, as I read earlier, I think what we take away from that study is that 
chronic pain can be treated with cannabis. Nausea, vomiting can be treated with cannabis. Mm -hmm. And uh, spasticity can be treated with cannabis. Yep. And they use, uh, they use stats here. So then the question is, how do you apply these to the real world? Where does this shit apply? We see it every single day. How do you interpret these results? How do I interpret yeah. them? Yeah, how do you interpret what we just spoke about for the last well, hour? I see it every day. Right. So do you think that cannabis, based on this study, taking everything together, based on this meta-analysis that mm -hmm. was done in 2015, do you think cannabis has a role? 100%. Perfect. I agree with that. Do I think that the study could have been more focused? Yes. For sure it could have. But you know what we see every single day? 75% you would say, 80%? Chronic what per pain. What percentage of our patients are chronic? 70% chronic pain for sure. 70, 75, for sure. Right. And is it helping these people? Yeah. I, I, I'm, you know what Vicky says, right? It's for every five people, cannabis will no, help. that's Ira. You say I that told, too? I taught Vicky taught that. that. It's two Jesus. people, it will really help. Two people, it will kind of help. One person, it won't help at all. Okay, I do it a little bit different. So she maybe messed it up out of the five That's people. That's what I believe. Too. It works excellent for two. Okay for one. Does nothing for two. Mm. Oh, yeah. It still adds up. She did it a little different. It still adds up. Yes. Yeah, she can't remember. I guess so. Vicky. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Dr. Squizzato. So, yeah, no, she messed up the middle part. My injections are better. <laughs> we always have this argument. Who injects who, who inject better? And we all go to patients and be like, so, uh, who do you know. think injected People better? like Dr. Aziz. <laughs> nah, come Bring on. Dr. Aziz doesn't even count. He has his own whole injection clinic. I know. You're welcome, doctor. <laughs> You're welcome, doctor. Listen, Dr. Aziz, stop giving me problems. Uh, okay, so overall... Um, do you think these are clinically important? Of course. And oh, yeah. Do you think the benefits, and the last question, do you think the benefits of using cannabis are worth the cost and the risk? Yeah. That's the final question a, you have to ask. I mean, If you're treating chronic pain, pain? From this study. Yeah. We're reviewing yeah. a study. Well, we look at the side effects and measure and look at the benefit and in a, across so many different diseases. So I would say, yeah. If you've ever taken a pill, um, I would think there's probably way worse side effects to that well, with what, yeah. not even as good as outcome. So yeah. weigh your options. <laughs> Things you can overdose on are bad. Things you can't overdose on are usually not as bad. Right. Yeah. I mean, That's you the way can, I look like, at it. Like, they have side effects, yeah. but I mean, the side effects of using well, an yeah, opioid kinda, is, is death. Yeah, you have to take like, that into Are you fucking kidding? Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the first yeah. time in like a hundred years, mm -hmm. our mortality uh, or whatever, what's it? Mortality rate? Not mortality rate. Our like age, um, of, like, age of death. What oh, do we call that? It went down. Yeah, yeah. What do we our call that? Age expectancy. Life expectancy. Life expectancy. Good doctor. I know it went down. Our life expectancy has gone down. And that's because that's of the because fucking the opioid crisis. Yeah, it's the opioids. Huh. Yeah, opioids. And, the, number and the food we keep eating get, well, keeps getting worse. I gotta throw a bunch. Well, of not just we food, basically also, eat cancer. Now. I'm, I'm hitting a hundred. <laughs> like I'm tossing a hundred. Junior, um, call no, up Kawhi. Yeah, I think it's definitely. You're gonna lose that bet to Bobby. By no, the way, he's leaving. He's leaving. I gonzo. Just, I, he already declined I just, his. I just read the article. He's like, gonzo, the, people. His Bobby agent, his is agent wrong. Literally floated that there's a high probability that the Lakers are in the running for. They're like softening people up. Don't right? listen to his. Listen to his uncle. Yeah. His okay. Uncle must be his everything. uncle. Oh. Okay. You know. You know the other reason You're why he's not going to stay nuts. in Toronto is because look at what the media has done to him since they won. 
he's a private person. Like, yeah. you don't even Are you, you think he wants crazy. to go to LA where the media will be 10,000 no, times no. worse? They're not because no. there's so many They'll celebrities there. You're in a sea of celebrities. It's way different. They don't care about Do you think they, think they leave Niagara, LeBron James man. alone? You no. Compared to what Toronto media was doing, we have nobody else here. Like yeah, exactly. he is our celebrity. Yeah. No, you guys are crazy. I mean, no, unless I, you, I, I, dude, I know. I, unless I, you I watch a lot more sports. This guy named Tyler Mays. I know, but sports, I lived in California. Play a lot more sports. <laughs> you also want violence in hockey to continue. <laughs> oh my God, we're not getting into that. <laughs> That's always going to be. Uh, All right. Thing, yeah. what? Every <laughs> single hockey player <laughs> still wants violence in hockey. <laughs> He's back on that. All right, everybody. So here. that is how you review. Oh, He's going to show me an no, article. No, no. I'm going to okay, show you show something me to article. watch tonight. Okay, watch I'm going to watch it. What and is see it? if it will change your uh, It won't change my mind. It will change it your won't opinion. change my mind. The okay. one thing about hockey, though, is most concussions don't come from fighting. They come from hitting, though. They I come from think. cheap shots that are stopped well, any, from fighting. Any, 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 like, hit in general. Why? Like, okay. So we're, the, the cheap shots are stopped from fighting. Not even cheap shots. Well, you, you never played a high level of hockey. There's an argument to me being made for it. But uh, I don't think there's an argument. Okay. 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 <laughs> this is an argument that will never be won. My beer league never did that. <laughs> what? All right, everybody. We just got evaluated for a Do bench we? brawl. Yeah, so. and he's gotten really? tossed out of. Yeah, he got no, tossed I'm play, out. I'm playing the line. Our oh, you didn't fine. get tossed out? No, no one got tossed. You got really pale again. You're not. I ate like a couple hours ago. I'm hungry okay. again. All right. And you're making me mad. So okay, I mean, I, I'm going to suck all my energy in. Watch Ice Guardians on Netflix. Ice Guardians? Watch it. You'll like it. And it's about... Is it the minor league team? So what it is, is how they want to take fighting out of hockey or keep fighting in hockey. It's every single former hockey player, even ones who have had severe depression from being fighters in the NHL, speaking forward to keep fighting in the game. Yeah, but it's not just from the, the fighting. It's, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a really bad. good movie, and it will change your mind. I most promise bad, you. Most really bad It will teach you how, if you go to leagues where there isn't fighting... How many more injuries there are? How many more severe, like bad things there are compared to where there is fighting? Where it's they just get in a fight. We should all carry once you guns. Get your ass kicked. <laughs> That's like, is this part of? That's the gun? completely different. Fighting doesn't Why? kill anybody. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the same. Uh, yeah, Has I anyone ever died in a fight in the NHL? I don't no. Know. The analogy though is no. No. I don't know. All right. Bad, but there's an argument. There is. It was at it's one point a basketball player who brought gun to the game. What? That's not good. There Probably you go. bad. That's probably yeah, that's bad. That's not a good idea. He was you in argument You're not allowed team. to fight he in basketball. In exactly. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much. I hope you all enjoyed this. So here's that's the new format. Now, of course, that was a really long article, but it was a really good way to start. I don't know. I, mm -hmm. I think most people will be bored stiff of that. What do you think? I don't know. No. I mean, to me, it's interesting because, like I said, it's, it's there's terms that I've heard thrown around a lot, but nobody's ever taken the time to explain it to me. So... Yeah, I oh, think look, you can watch it. Right I think on maybe maybe what I have to do, I'll get take some feedback from people too. Yeah, is maybe I don't go into all the detail. Yeah, it's just this was so long. Will be it, when it's a smaller, more directed one. It will be better. Be, yeah, that's what, like. Are we off air? Or are we no, on? We're air? still on so, air. This could be. This could so definitely I can't be watch one. It. <laughs> this could definitely be one that is like you know filmed in a short segment a little differently, and it is like tailored for. All right. Know. Sometimes. Sounds good, everybody. Hope you're all having an awesome day and uh, stay real, stay, stay humble. green, stay, stay humble, humble and hydrated. And hydrate. Yeah, after it's humid you. out there today. Yeah. After oh yeah, by the way, humble yeah, just your stay. Yeah, if it's hot, stay hydrated. Yeah, this drink is the lots first of day fluid. of summer we've actually had. Yeah, yeah. it's still not even drink hot. Drink lots of fluid because you know. I this like is your this health is not report. hot enough. I need it to be five degrees hotter. All right, everybody. Peace.
Peace.